When I was eight, my dad used his old speech and debate trophies to make a Thompson Family Champion trophy. Every week, we would have a family, a family game night, and whoever won would get to keep the trophy until the next week. Each member of the family, my parents and my three siblings, had to be present, and we switched off who got to choose the game each week. Of course, when we were younger, the board games were fairly simple. But as we grew, my older brother and I would choose increasingly complicated games, not worrying that my youngest sister couldn't even read. Yet Hannah, my youngest sister, surprised all of us. She would notice patterns where the rest of us were blind. Over the years, family game night has become much less regular, and not every night was peaceful and joyful. But these board games, whether with friends or family, have formed who I am particularly because of the intentional time it created to build relationships. Because of my experiences with converse and conversations with mentors, I chose to focus on community and board games in my capstone research. As I researched this subject, every book or article I read would quietly connect to my experience playing board games. And so, to further engage in my community, I planned a small time for Academy High Schoolers to play board games with third graders at St. Paul's Community School in OKC. This experience has been an outflow of my research, a building up of the kingdom through strengthening relationships. As Christians, as Christians, we are constantly discussing and longing for the kingdom. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The theologian Cornelius Plantinga wrote, writes, quote, This webbing together of God, humans, and all creation in justice, fulfillment, and delight is what the Hebrew prophets called shalom, close quote. Shalom is the flourishing of the kingdom, which we as Christians are striving towards. Though the kingdom is not yet present in its fullness, we can participate in community which flourishes in God's reality. Joy is an essential aspect of shalom, as it is delight, as it is delight in the grace of God. And joy is often built in community through play, as described by Stuart Brown in his book titled Play. He describes the properties of play, quote, apparently purposeless, done for its own sake, voluntary, inherent attraction, freedom from time, diminished consciousness of self, improvisational potential continuation desire, close quote. Brown's scientific research shows that play helps humans of all ages to thrive in work, relationships, and overall contentment. He and the theologian Plantinga both emphasized the role of community in enjoying a healthy and happy life. In Matthew, Christ similarly says, quote, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven, close quote. Though play ought to be prevalent at all stages of life, Brown echoes Christ in specifically calling adults to be more childlike in play. We all must play in order to more fully experience the kingdom, because play is an aspect of shalom which draws us into God's joy and love. As more of society has accepted the necessity of play in people's lives from research like Brown's, most play either for recreation or to learn specific skill sets. Parks, sports, toys, crafts, and board games each provide environments for recreational play. Teachers use board games such as number lines or rolling a dice with addition to develop skill sets. But many games which are beneficial throughout education are difficult to play between age groups because of the emphasis on specific skills, which are often just improved with age. And so my own research focuses on recreational board games between age groups. In her article on board games, Rebecca Yvonne Bayek defines a board game as, quote, 
a game played face-to-face -face following a set of rules and using a combination of tangible materials, such as dice, board slash playing surface, cards, and tokens, close quote. Many games fall under this category, but I have a particular interest in games which use logic, strategy, and enough chance that the game is different every time it is played. This excludes Candyland on one side and chess on the other. A few examples of games I have included are Quirkle, Ticket to Ride, King Domino, Settlers of Catan, Seven Wonders, and Forbidden Island. These games, which I will refer to as recreational strategy board games, are important because they provide creative, fun environments for a breadth of skills and ages. Not everyone enjoys board games, but these games might be a means to more than entertainment. At the Academy, we learn to graciously love our neighbor, especially the most broken and marginalized. And perhaps recreational strategy board games, as I will describe later, can provide a way to love marginalized children and be loved by them. Through board games, we can offer others a voice and action, wisdom, and ultimately love. Francis Sue, a professor at Harvey Mudd College, says, quote, Human flourishing refers to a wholeness of being and doing, of realizing one's potential and helping others do the same, of acting with honor and treating others with dignity, of living with integrity, even in challenging circumstances, close quote. In this presentation, I will describe how recreational strategy board games can not only build knowledge, but can help communities to flourish. Board games positively influence communal human flourishing, as seen through the disciplines of mathematics and theater. As described earlier, play is an essential component of the kingdom. Since play is a broad category, I will focus on the ways in which love, mathematics, and theater each cultivate human, communal human flourishing. Tying these forms of creative play together, recreational strategy board games are one practical application for our community. And I'll, I'll conclude by describing how I've been applying this research with academy high schoolers and third graders from St. Paul's. As presented before, there are similarities between play and shalom, and perhaps love is the connection. In her book, Creativity in the Arts and Early Childhood, Ruth Churchill Dower emphasizes the importance of play in community. She writes that the purpose of art and teaching, quote, revolves less around growing economic futures and more around cultivating children's present self, close quote. And children's present selves are within the community. Not only must we as Christians become like children, we must love them. Children are often marginalized merely on account of their age. And while we ought to take age into consideration for responsibilities and safety, children regularly have more to offer than is assumed. To love these valuable members of our community well, we must listen to children and cultivate environments for them to be creative, grow individually, and form relationships. Two disciplines which provide this creative environment are theater and mathematics. But where would the two disciplines intersect? I have been intrigued by the connection I felt between math and theater, as skills I learned in one often seem to transfer to the other. Seeing the big picture and memorization are necessary aspects of both. Francis Sue, the author of Mathematics for Human Flourishing, made the connection clearer to me. Sue describes how stories draw connections between events, the teller, and the audience. Quote, it is no different with mathematics. Connecting ideas is essential for building meaning in mathematics, and those who do it become natural story builders and storytellers. Close quote. Math tells a story and gives meaning to our perceptions of reality and beauty. Through play, math builds, quote, hopefulness, curiosity, concentration, 
confidence in struggle, ability to change perspective, and openness of spirit. Close quote. Play in mathematics cultivates human flourishing. While mathematics is a more abstract storytelling, theater similarly builds community through play and storytelling. Pellegrini and Gada experimented in 1982 with children's story comprehension from thematic fantasy play, known as make-believe when unstructured, or acting when it is structured. They found that children who acted out the story that they were read both understood the story more completely and remembered it with detail. Quote, to engage in play, the children had to accommodate their views to others' views, close quote, and so developed a more full comprehension. Through thematic fantasy play, children and adults alike more fully understand truth, move creatively, and love their neighbor in the process. As in mathematics, actors are engaging in the kingdom. If, the two if these two disciplines both help communities to flourish, how can this creative play be applied in our daily lives? Dower mentions that environments for creativity and flourishing must, quote, enable different relationships and the connections to emerge that trigger new ideas, creations, viewpoints, reflections, and understanding, close quote. Recreational strategy board games, such as Settlers of Catan, Quirkle, and Forbidden Islands, provide such environments. New ideas and viewpoints are brought to the surface by the strategies of the other players. These board games train your mind to see the big picture, similar to math and thematic fantasy play. Logic and man mental manipulation are aspects which are cultivated by board games and math alike. And like all good thematic fantasy play, board games train one to work with others to build a world through imagination, even if you are opponents. But more importantly, board games build relationships. As seen through math and theater, board games offer space to learn, both about skill sets and the other players. Not every person communicates well through speaking, so it is important that time spent building relationships values each person's abilities. When an adult is reading with a child, language skills are emphasized to develop relationships and imagination. Additionally, one person is active and one is receiving. This time is beneficial and a wonderful space for connection and learning, but board games may offer a different area for communal growth and flourishing. If played well, every member is actively participating, even if there is limited speaking. Recreational strategy board games are by no means the only way to build relationships through play, but I have found them to be one of the easiest and most enjoyable. They provide imagination within structure, which appeals to all ages. When interacting between ages and people of different skill levels, board games offer a unique way to learn and develop relationships in love. And so, on three Wednesday lunches in February, 10 high schoolers from my Polis elective and I drove to St. Paul's Community School in South OKC. Through the Polis elective, we have been reading books with these kids since August and have already built relationships with the students at St. Paul's. On these three Wednesdays, we broke into groups with the third grade students and each played a cooperative game called Forbidden Island, where four teammates work together to collect treasures before the island sinks. From my own perspective, learning and playing this game was some of the most joyful times of my weeks. I was awestruck the first day to see how well the third graders and other high schoolers learned the game and how invested they were. The second and third weeks, everyone entered the room, and within a minute, the room was filled with loud talking and laughter. One of my favorite experiences was when my Polis partner Joshua and I were playing with our two buddies. And we were doing pretty well, 
until we drew one card that caused our team to completely lose the game. Of course, everyone freaked out, and Joshua leaned over, took away the offending card, and we kept playing as if nothing had happened. <laughs> Simply so we could continue to enjoy the game together. Over the past year, I've really enjoyed reading books with Joshua and these two third grade boys every week, and look forward to future reading time. But playing board games has shown me a different way to know them and love them. Their excitement to engage, their insight into the logic of the game, has taught me more about their personalities, strengths, and loves. Marley, an Academy senior, shared similar thoughts comparing their team's experience reading and playing board games. Quote, the board games brought much more energy and life to the table, and we seemed to connect on a more personal level, as the goal was to work together to problem solve. Close quote. Throughout this time playing games, I've observed this deepening of relationships, which is foundational in building the kingdom. This is Shalom, the loud, laughing voices of people coming together across ages and backgrounds. Love has been the ultimate goal of my capstone and project. Consider again Francis Sue's definition of human flourishing, now with the context of what it may look like in daily life. Quote, human flourishing refers to a wholeness of being and doing, of realizing one's potential and helping others do the same, of acting with honor and treating others with dignity, of living with integrity, even in challenging circumstances." Close quote. There are innumerable ways to love those around us, but I think board games are especially helpful. Through them, we are normalizing struggles, which we are all dealing with. We share common joys, fears, circumstances. Collaborative games, such as Forbidden Island, train us to work together, trust one another, and rely upon each other's skills. Non-cooperative games encourage individuality and develop independent thinking while in a low-stress environment. In all these circumstances, we enter struggles with the other players and honor their present selves, individuals created in the image of God. Unconditional love, as Sue writes, means that everyone, regardless of history, age, or lifestyle, quote, is worthy of our time and attention just because they are there sitting before us." Close quote. This is communal flourishing. We pray each day, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. There are many ways to love our neighbors, to build the kingdom, and I offer board games as one. A way which honors the dignity of the individual while including them in something greater. A way which provides structure to comfort and freedom to imagine. A way in which communities learn to struggle together in joyful environments and to flourish through unconditional love. Thank you.